to hybrid. boys we are back for another week of svs fly fishing podcasting it's been way too long since we sat around this table did you eat molly before we came on what uh, the fuck is wrong with you don't ask questions you don't want to know the answers to brother he looked at me like i had 10 heads i never heard it <laughs> you never heard the crystal method no so this song is not or the band it was not named after the drug the crystal method they're named after one of their friends had a specific way of doing something and her name was crystal so <laughs> it was the crystal method so that's where uh, the name of the band I've came from. I've heard the name. Is it like a 90s band, early 2000s, yeah. something like that? Yeah. yeah. I, do, I do remember hearing the name of the band. Is it well. all techno-y? Or oh, yeah. They're is like it? a techno that's band. That's probably why I never listened to it. Got it. But I say I heard the name, but I've never heard of the music. This was like one of their, their big hits. It was Trip Like I Do. So. <laughs> well, the shit I did as a kid. Got Ex- about as many listens as our podcast does. Ecstasy uh, <laughs> definitely wasn't one of them. <laughs> hey, there's time and place for everything. It's called college. Chad was one of the whole 16 people that liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's tens of people that are listening to the Crystal Method right now in 2022. <laughs> Made its way through one semester. It's uh, what, Edinburgh. Me? Where were you at? Ed- I, Cipro- where'd you go? Penn State Baron. Oh, okay. Made its way through one semester at Penn State Baron. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, boys. Well, hey. <laughs> All these <laughs> shitty remarks have been brought to you by <laughs> Predator Flagger. Check them out at PredatorFlagger.com. A-Rex Hooks, freshwater, saltwater, A-RexHooks.com. Simsfishing, simsfishing.com. Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. And if you're looking for a place to do some investment, Michael, down to Earth Wealth Management. Our buddy Ryan Evans, <coughs> Queen City Guiding, QueenCityGuiding.com. Uh, don't call the bank, call Frank. Yeti, built for the wild. I think we got them all. I think we did too. Oh, Sims, Sims Fishing. I already did it. it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you can tell when we take a week off because we can mess up the plugs. Um, so we got, we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, Jay, you went brookie fishing and, uh, something really cool happened. Yeah, it was fun. I, uh, me and Pete are doing, going to do something and trot waters out and, you know, basically most of the rivers were, other rivers were pretty blown out at that point. Um, didn't have a babysitter at all or somebody watched my kid. I shouldn't say babysitter, but you know what I mean? Well, everyone else would be a babysitter. You, you're you just parenting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to babysit my own kid, so I'm like... So the day before, I gave her the old, you know, hey, you want to go fishing with me? And she's like, no, not really. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, well Daddy and would like, really dig it if you did. Well, I, like, dropped my head and, like, you know, walked out of the house all sad, like, you know, and I came back in from getting rods and stuff ready, and she's like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I guess I'll go. I don't know if her, my wife said something to her about going or whatever, but so she wanted to go. So took her along with us and went and just walked a little brooky stream, and man, it was fun. She started wanting to get into it, wanted to start trying, and PJ caught one right off the bat. She's like, "Can I go down there and see it?" Oh yeah, head on down there. You know, she had her own or wait, the waiters we got them last year. Uh, She's still fitting in hers. Yeah, yeah. No, no ones are getting snug. Yeah, they're. They fit perfect this year on her. He's like his dad. He's packing on the pounds. <laughs> a little thicker than my <laughs> little skinny-ass kid. But uh, So um, we tried the first hole, like right at the bend, mm-hmm. and it, nothing there. No, I went up a little further. It took her a little while. Um, PJ ended up catching a few. He was high-holing your daughter. Yeah, he, he caught a couple. <laughs> no, we, so he was take, we were taking turns. He was, he was, we, uh, she learned one valuable lesson right off the bat. Especially there, you never walk in front of the person fishing. You know, don't go running through an area. You can play all you want behind me. Do not, you know, while we're fishing. So that was one thing she learned pretty quick. And but yeah, uh, I got her into casting a little bit, just flicking her, you know, flicking the rod around, you know, little flicks and this and that. And I, I used one of Chad's methods of going above the hole and letting her, you know, you could just flick it in and let the uh, let the current pull the fly down and pull it right into where you want it underneath them trees and things like that. Sometimes it's better off doing that anyway because the way everything's falling. So she did that and went. Uh, fly went down, went down into the hole, swung out to the side. I watched this little brookie come up and bam! And you got him, right? And you got him! thing hooked itself <laughs> pretty good. So she just pulled, it, pulled him right in. There you go. And... Uh, she she had it in her hands at first, you know. She got her hands wet and got it in her hands at first, and she had a little bit of a tight grip on it, you know. And I, I not too too, it wasn't too bad, but trying to squeeze his eyes out. Yeah, I was like, hey, whoa, 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 you know, like cause she just didn't want him to squirm away. She wanted to get a picture, you know. She wanted to, you know. And I'm like, a little lighter, a little lighter. So eased up on just a little, and perfect. We got a couple pictures, and 
he floated away. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, he, no, it swam away great. It was, it was, it was fun. It was a cool experience. I was proud of her. You know, she was at least she was out there walking the whole creek with us, and she trudged through and had a good time. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. Over a few that's rocks. We found some crayfish. That's more than I can get my son so, to do now. Yeah, we, that was fun. <laughs> you guys go the whole way up. Yeah. Yep. Nice. To the posted sign. I still haven't made it quite that far up yet. There's one hole right below it. I like to fish. Caught a couple out of so. Yeah, it's it's nice up there, but it gets real low and and fast. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Not as many deep holes Fend. up there. Yeah. Yeah. But it it's cool to see how the the little creek progresses as it comes down gradient. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I've got a probably within two hundred yards or so of the post. Yeah. PJ got a big one. Yeah, that one he caught was real nice size. I mean, we we big like eight, like seven, yeah, seven, seven eight. eight. Biggest one he said he's caught. Yeah, I thought it was pretty nice. Some two hands, you know. What I mean, you put two hands together, it was laying over both hands. So he got a little stubby ginger hands, but you know, <laughs> they're still pretty big fish. Shoot off from an undercut or? Uh, I can't even remember where that came from. Did any remember. of you guys throw dry flies or have any anything? Happen on dry flies? I had a real nice size uh, grasshopper on, basically just as an indicator. And uh, I had one little tiny one. Saw a bunch that were like inch, <laughs> inch and a quarter, all over the place. We're like, are those are those rookies? And I'm like looking hard, and I'm like, you could see like the red and everything in them. I'm like, oh, man, they are. That's kind of awesome. Well, so that would be, yeah, I guess if they, if they <coughs> fall spawn. Spawn and fall, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that'd be their fry. Well. Uh, District Angling put a thing up there like, please stay off the creeks till March fifteenth. Let the fish get off the reds, like the the babies. Yeah, but hey, I mean we've had some nice flooding and stuff. Yeah, so we have. I, I probably moved around if there were anything. <coughs> but but uh, I've there, had there's some, no specific date. I don't think I had some little two inch fish. I caught a couple that were mine. The ones I caught were only two and a half inches, three really? inches. Really? Yeah. Size of your pointer finger? Oh yeah, they were small, <laughs> little ones, tiny, tiny. I had a tiny little uh, hair's ear on. Okay. Or, yeah, I think it was a hair's ear. Uh, other than that, yeah, well, I got two. PJ ended up with like four. And uh, Rye got one too. So, awesome. good trip. We went and got some lunch at that, you know, at the, at the good lunch spot at right the there sub, in town, the, you know. The sub spot. Yeah. I like that spot. Yeah, it's, so she got a super big ha- The hamburgers are pretty good too. So she got a hamburger. Ooh, I got they, some they have hot uh, food. Yeah, I got some. Uh, what the hell did I get? Uh, ham balls. It was mm. like a meatball made out of ham with like a like a like a maple syrup, like honey, like almost like a maple glaze over top of it. Dude, they were pretty fucking good. All right, guys, we're done tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually enough. what I'm having when I get home tonight. It's ham loaf. Yeah, it's, yeah, it'd be something really yeah. similar. Yeah, like a ham meat. It was. Oh man, were they good? And I had some uh, soup they had was just awesome. It was off the. It was off the charts. I've never had ham loaf until I was 36 years old. I don't have it often enough. It's good. It, yeah, I, like I was like I went my whole life without having this. It was so freaking good. Yeah, I, it's something I, good to I do. It's like leftover, you know, leftover. Uh, you know, from Thanksgiving and Christmas stuff. My like wife that. had got a box of meat, and I was like, "Grab a ham loaf while you're there." Yeah. You can stuff. buy ham loaf. Yeah, they had. That's what. Mm-hmm. From like a local butcher, or from one in Harrisville. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> County Market has it already ground, and you just put the mix together and make it. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna tell Ash. 
put my foot up her butt. So it makes my ham loaf. It's been a long time. But I asked Rye if uh, she wanted to use her uh, her the fly rod for you know mentored youth day. What'd she and say? She like, Fuck no. <laughs> Dad, that spinner. No. Dad, I want to catch them. No, I'm gonna crush these fish. I kill them. It's like we can't use our spinners here. That's not. That's not really how it works. So we uh, we ran into someone at the uh, Muskie Mac show, and he was like, "Oh, Youth Mentor Day is the worst thing. It's the worst thing that could ever happen to Pennsylvania trout fishing." I was like, "Oh, I'll see you out there on a Youth Mentor Day, buddy." Because I'm gonna take my son, and uh, Jay's gonna take his daughter, and we we're gonna crush the fucking stock trout. <laughs> Crush them. He's like, you you like that? I was like, fuck yeah! I take my son out a week before anything gets stung, and he gets to crush fish and eat donuts on the side of the river. It's the best. Yeah, hell yeah, that's the way it should be. I mean, if you're out there taking yourself too too god awful seriously fishing for the stock trout, I mean, <laughs> so, sorry, Mark, you oh. did not sell that guy any flies. <laughs> Can't imagine if that was a conversation. There'd be much of my flies would be of interest. <laughs> well, he, he did end up talking to you for about twenty minutes. No, imagine that. <laughs> so I I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, I missed that conversation you had with him. Though. Like, Yo, yeah, I'm taking my son. We're gonna crush him, brother. That's <laughs> crush him. <laughs> so speaking of that, Jay, when when is Youth Mentor Day? Did you say? Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. If so that's a Saturday that weekend, yes. We got two two weeks till we uh we can go do Youth Mentor Day. Yeah, because yep. season opens on the second. Yep. So then, awesome, awesome. Oh, the, whoa, gonna be a lot of kids out there this Wait, year. The season opens on April second. Yeah. Yes, sir. Huh. I'm going to Lark's camp that weekend, so uh, might take the boat up and uh do a clarion float. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, Mark, are you yeah. done? Are you done with the uh, the brook trot, Jay? The brook trot. Oh trot? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I'm good. Mark, you and I spent a weekend together last weekend. Mm-hmm. We went down to the Muskie Max Plus down in uh, Cannonsburg. Cannonsburg. That was a fun time. That was way more fun than I like. I was expecting to have a good time, but it was way more fun yeah. than I thought I was going to have. Look, I 100 percent agree. Looking back on it, that was a good weekend. I'm definitely going to do it again next year. It's kind of nice to get that vibe and feel, you know, it's it's been a while. Everybody's been kind of cooped up. Everybody's been waiting for them. There hasn't been shows. The Cabin Fever got canceled the last couple. Muskie Max got canceled last year. So the last couple of years they've been gone. Like, everybody's been kind of itching for it. It was nice to kind of get the, get back out at it again and see, talk to people and get one-on-one. It's been a long time since you've got a conglomerate amount of people doing the same thing together. It has been. And, and it was... It was the musky crowd. You couldn't for sure. You didn't want to talk small mouth with any of these dudes. <laughs> they weren't about it. Yeah, it was the stupid small mouth. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, you go and catch bait. I <laughs> thought we'd have more like fly people there looking for musky like musky stuff, but it really was almost all musky gear that like does a little bit of fly. Either they're kind of getting you know curious in it. Or they have a certain like aspect they use it for, and they've kind of figured out a way that it benefits them. A little fly or, curious over there. Or a lot of them were just like, "We're gonna fly rod." Okay. <laughs> a lot of that. Oh yeah. Oh, we go steelhead fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- I have a nine weight. Will that work? Well, we got a lot of salmon stories. Yeah. Lots of salmon stories. It seemed like every time you went to take a piss, I got a salmon story from someone. Ah. <laughs> That'd be about right. But yeah, I mean, it's, we've got to talk to a lot of people, though, that 
really kind of starting to get interested in it. A lot of people. I mean, there had to have been a good 40, 50 people come through that have, like, just got the ball rolling or kind of getting into it or picked up a rod and kind of looking for a direction. So it's kind of nice to get with them people and kind of give them a direction. A lot of people, pen and paper, just writing things down, like, okay, here's what you need. And, you know, it's like taking notes, like, okay. And they're, like, they're ready to roll. So it seems like it's it's definitely growing from the gear side over more than it is the fly side up. I can definitely see that with a musky game. And we got to meet some – some listeners to the show, which was mm-hmm. fun. So uh, we, we thank you guys for stopping out and saying hi. Got to meet the guys from Natives. That was a fun, oh, good yeah. shot. Goodness gracious. I Like I said, I fished with Nate probably nine years ago, maybe nine or ten. And it's been a long time. And dude is like a real deal good time to be around. Mm-hmm. And so was Doug. It was it was fun. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to going down and uh, – Hanging out with those dudes some. Mm-hmm. And they had, we had Raz with us. He had some couple boxes and some goodies from Risen Materials, what have you. Oh, and he also had the spot to hang out after after the show. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> when the show was done, the fun had just begun. That pizza was good. <laughs> yeah, we got good pizza and... Uh, nice fire for the night. Tons and tons of beer went down the hatch. Nice. Did you stay down there? Yeah, we stayed at Raz's house. Oh, Awesome. Yeah, awesome. rather than driving home and then going back down. Sure. Raz lives five minutes from the, the venue, so uh, we we stayed there. And uh, Don, Don and Ben Furek came over. Hell yeah. And Nate and uh, Doug from uh, Natives came up. Man, it was fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. That sounds like a good time. So, what else um, did we hit on? They definitely like Dragon Tales. That that was a big seller for mm-hmm. you, you think? Yep, dragon tails. I mean, I sold probably more river pigs than anything, but that's also because I was dealing with a lot of people that were kind of new in it, and that's a good fly to get started off on. You had a lot of people come up and ask if there was any way to throw flies on a spinning rod. A lot. Are you going to try to incorporate some of that for next year's show? Like, well, If maybe- I can find someone that has them to pre-buy them, but me, myself, put any time or effort into it, absolutely not. But if I can find someone who already has them spinners pre-rigged, yeah, I'm going to get some to keep there. That would definitely be. So I even got a handful of people putting orders in that are reaching out to do that specifically <coughs> with them. I would say go to loreparsonline.com, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, Jan's Netcraft. I'm sure one of those has the inline spinner kits, you know. I ain't going to build them. they got to already be built. i got to find someone who has them built. I mean, they, they'll have the, the kits, like. The piece of so wire? Oh, you just put the, the blade Slide on. them up over, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can get, what, probably half ounce to an ounce? Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing super major. I mean, Maybe like ounce a size would, six blade. Ounce would be good for a bait caster. Yeah, because uh, the, <clears throat> the inline spinners I bought were one ounce. Yeah. For, uh, for my flipping stick. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, if I can find some, that'd be... Because we definitely have a lot of people asking about that. And like I said, more reaching out online and stuff too. So it'd be nice to have a... So a lot of people said they heard it on a podcast. And then I started listening to another musky podcast that was down there. And they said, oh, the Urban Fly Cup. It was... Musky Road Rolls was the one that... Um, that it was originally said from? Yeah, that was... Uh, I'm blanking on his name now. The guy that uh, runs the show. Sean. Sean uh, Leopardi. Okay. He was on that show, and that's where he had talked about it on there. Okay, because uh, the guys from the Musky Hunks were talking about it. They're like, oh, I want to see this Urban Fly Company. They, they have flies that you get their own spinning rods. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking something must have been said weird there because I got a couple messages about that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You can't throw these on spinning rods. You can throw these on fly rods. And if you want to add weight to them, you can put them on a spinning rod. But I don't see why you couldn't put a bullet weight in front of it. Not at all. It's never. I mean, especially too, like on a Buford head with enough there. I mean, if you're, it's going to slide away from it, still allowing it to kind of, it's going to have a weird action, but it's still going to dart and move. You just got to rip that rod though. You gotta ha- have a dropper, like put one of those triangle, um, like a three-way swivel. Main line come in, hang a like a a half ounce weight off the bottom one, and then tie a leader with your fly, and then that would still give your fly the action, but it would have the the drop in weight. Hmm. I think. Another thing you could do now, I think about Just it, pin it a big ass weight above your fly. Well, yeah, what about like one of so. them long ones that they them. Uh, the ones that they use for like walleye. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, talking? Them like Lindy oh, long ones. A, a b- bottom bouncer. Something like that. And put it maybe <clears throat> 18, 24 inches above the fly. Mm-hmm. You know, put a snap swivel on there or swivel on there to kind of attach a, your leader to it. And that may work too because them things are long. So they'll kind of like kind of, they're not going to just go straight down in the water column. They're kind of going to want to shoot yeah. side to side. And we were also talking to a, a guy that we're going to have on as a guest on our show. Name's Gearman Steve. Um, he was fun. But he... Dude, got some knowledge. He drop shots flies. Because where the, the rubber will just kind of like sink and dangle, the fly will kind of levitate and just act goofy ass in the water. So uh, he, he'll drop shot flies. Whoa, hey now. What was that? <laughs> so... That that's something cool to uh, to think about and uh, delve into as well in the the flyverse gear world. But <clears throat> last night I did a thing. So every year my buddy Ernie and I have a a bet on the coin flip for the Super Bowl, and this year I won because do I, you pick every year? Or is it the lifetime the same? You always pick this or standing? I have heads. He has tails. Okay. So this year the it was heads. So I won, and Ernie bought Death Nuts. They're peanuts that are coated with a Carolina Reaper dust and scorpion pepper dust and capsaicin crystals, and it was probably the most pain I've been in in a long time. Like, since I broke my arm in third grade. That was the last time I was in this much pain. Separating your shoulder? It sucked. It wasn't like this. It wasn't like <laughs> last night. We were down in Ernie's basement. He set it up like a podcast studio. He had the table, but his table was a table saw. <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we had... Did he at least take the blade the whole way down below? The blade was okay. the whole way down. <laughs> and we were drinking beers, and and my son was running around. He had a little GoPro going, and Ernie had a GoPro filming it, and Ernie's wife was there. She's like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> she was filming us, too. And we got to, like, the first two. We were like, oh, shit, these are like buffalo wings. There's, like, nothing wrong with these. The second one, I was like, I would have these at my house on the regular. I'd, I'd feed it to you guys as a joke, but I would eat it, like, normal because they were really good. They were, like, they were, like sugary. and They actually had good flavor to them. Yeah, they were really good. The number three came. Number th- There were five in total. Number three came. Oh, my God, that put my dick in the dirt. Oh. Did it have at least have any flavor to it? Or is it just too hot to even know? It had a flavor. It tasted like dirt and hot. Were they all the <laughs> same? Like, did they all were they all five of them different? 
Like, as far as were they just sprinkled with the same shit? No, 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 no. They they progressively got hotter. But I think number three was the hottest. Oh, okay. Like, I think they went out of order, and they we peaked, and then we came back. But number four... Or it just burned you bad enough that it just didn't matter after that. Number yeah. four was hot. It wasn't as hot as number three, but it lasted a lot How longer. How long did you go in between eating each one? I, I don't know. Uh, they said you have to wait a minute in between each one to, to meet the challenge. But there's no way we did it quicker than three minutes in between. You know? Because we'd eat them. We'd, we'd talk. We'd play to the camera. And then after number three... It got silent. We were sweating. My nose was running. <laughs> I looked like a bull elk in, in heat or in rut. Yeah, like in rut. flinging snot everywhere. My son, I was like, Nolan, you have to go get me two white claws this time. Two. Because <laughs> Ernie had a like a case of water, but the water was warm. So it, it didn't help at all. I was like, oh, God, th- this is no good. So, But the cold white claws helped. And... Uh, the cold white claws help better than a cold beer did. So hmm. if anyone goes into it next time, you know. I uh, Number five wasn't... Have at- some college chicks around. They'll have white claw. Yeah. Or our wives, I guess. Or our wives. <laughs> My wife was sick. She... She has the shingles, like yeah, a, like, a, like an old person. Yeah, my wife, my wife feels terrible. She showed me a picture today. So I, uh, I commandeered her white claws and took them. <laughs> I said, "You're not going to be drinking these anytime soon. I'm going to put them to use." Ooh, that's got to hurt. She yesterday. So yesterday I was going to get my boat done, but she wasn't feeling well. So I was like, ah, "All right, I'll hang out. I'll sit on the couch with her and like just console her for." She looked like she got in a fight with Mike Tyson. Like, her whole right eye was swollen and, like, swollen shut. I was like, Ashley, did you get in a fight? Were you talking to someone you shouldn't have been talking to? She's like, fuck you, Chad. Because <laughs> she couldn't even, like, give full voice because she wasn't feeling so well. <laughs> but how? That's just something, like, isn't that a result of not having chicken pox or getting No, once you pox? have the chicken pox, the virus yeah. is in you and it lays dormant until it turns to shingles so if you've had the chicken pox you can get the shingles can you get shingles from another or it just comes from it within you it, it's, it's within you it's like a mm. double-edged sword because you don't want chicken pox when you're in your 30s or it's like getting shingles anyway so yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's some people it comes out and some people it doesn't hmm. sorry i don't like i, I, like I, I could probably <laughs> imagine though that it would be better to get it in your 30s like she is than get it in your like 80s now i don't know because does it reoccur and come back down the road again it can um Shoot. my stepmom got it and she's 70 i know my grandmother had it like 80s and bruce had it like when ash and i first started dating and uh he never missed a day of work god <laughs> bless him i don't know how <laughs> that, that's because that's how bruce is <laughs> bruce but, could be like it, having a heart attack and he'd be at work you mean Having shingles. Yeah. <laughs> he had shingles and putting on shingles. Yes. While well, he was putting on shingles. <laughs> I think God. we made that joke. <laughs> it's just been excruciating. Yeah. So, if uh, if anyone you guys know has the shingles, give them a big hug after they heal. <laughs> and tell them you're sorry. Because <laughs> it, it sucks. So, what do you guys say? Do we want to go... Uh, Go burn one. Nah, wait to give the guest a call. We'll give old Mr. Nick Williams from OK Flyco a call here in about 10 minutes, guys. We will see you back.
If you feel like leaving, you know you can go. But why don't you stay until tomorrow? If you wanna be free. And we are back with Nick Williams from Oklahoma Flyco. What is happening, brother? Not much, guys. How are you? Oh, it's a good day in western Pennsylvania. It's a cold day. Yeah. It sure is. 70 down here. Mm-hmm. Oh, way to rub it in, man. It's like 20, yeah. 24 yeah. and 4 inches of snow here. <laughs> so, Nick, uh, we, we normally like to ask everyone how they got their start into fly fishing. Okay. Um, so, uh, as you can guess, Oklahoma's not a huge... Um, travel destination for fly fishing it's not a this is not where most people choose to go um but we have ample opportunity down here which i'm sure we'll discuss here in a bit uh but back in the day about 10 years ago i fished all my life just farm ponds largemouth bass stuff down here in oklahoma um about 10 years ago though i was at a uh at a, a retreat um on one of our year-round trout streams um and there's a guy fly fishing um, and I, and I'd been around it a little bit, but, but being around him that day, uh, I was way more intrigued than I'd been in the past. Um, so I went and bought a five weight Martin setup in the, uh, plastic packaging came with flies and everything. The old, uh, cheap reel. Um, that's what we all started it. on. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that is, I don't know where uh, it doesn't matter where you live. That's everybody starts there in some way, shape or form. Yep. Um, so I bought it at the office at the retreat center um and uh and and it just went downhill from there (laughs) downhill in a good way obviously oh yeah for sure (laughs) so when you were at the the retreat what what were you guys uh targeting what what broke you into fly fishing what kind of fish um so that was um it it was one of our our year-round trout streams there in the middle of summer um and it's actually one of our top rivers for striped bass they'll move up into the river in the summer for the trout um but it was just the trout in that river i mean because you know it's clear water you can see the fish swimming around um and a and a uh, rooster tail it, it doesn't cut it for for forever um so it really was the trout there that started and then it was um brian wise with fly fish in the ozarks that really dug the hole for me to jump into watching his videos online I, he did the same for me as well. Just so you know, you're it's, it's you're in light it, company. It really was bad. But because you get a whole video, you could watch Kelly Gallup tie a sex dungeon in 56 minutes, or you could watch Brian do it in 12. Yeah, well, and it was. I mean, it, for me, it was super entertaining because it was a whole new world of stuff. Um, and there's this there's this creative design aspect. It's functional art, is how I explain it to people that don't don't know it. Um, and so it was, it was super cool to watch. Like it is enjoyable to look at, like, like I, I'm looking at a musky bug right in front of me. Um, you know, it's got hackles off of it. It's, it's bucktail, it's flash. Like it's, it's a good looking piece of art, but it's also functional. Like it serves a purpose. And so I love that side of it, looking at Brian's stuff. Um, and, and he really, he really dug the hole for me to jump into, um, cause I had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely no idea what I was doing those first three or four years. So speaking of the musky bugs, do you have that easily accessible, accessible to you? Are there muskies around musky? you? 
Um, we have, there's a few lakes in Missouri that are stocked. Um, I think the closest one is like three and a half, four hours away. Um, so they're there, but it's, it's just lakes. I mean, you are getting out and just chucking all day. So I've not done it yet. I have buddies that, that are, they're, they're tipping the scale that direction, but. Yeah. But I don't know if you have stripers and you have muskies and stripers a lot closer. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm kind of yeah. with you, brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's our muskies down here. Are not, you know, they're not growing to 50, 60 inches. Um, I think if you're finding one that's 40, you are, I mean, that's, that's fish of a lifetime down here. I could be wrong. Cause I haven't done it isn't enough. Um, but when there's 40 pound striper swimming around and that's, that's our state record and, and touching, you know, world record stuff. It's, it's an easy choice. So does the world record go, is it different with uh, freshwater stripers than saltwater stripers? That's a good question. I actually don't know that for sure. Um, cause I think the world record, you know, I don't know. That's a great question. That's what I'm here for, man. The hard-hitting questions. Because <laughs> we had them in the Ozarks. So Beaver Lake in Beaver Lake in Arkansas has huge ones. Um, and then there's a couple other lakes. And, and, like, those are, I mean, if you go look up striper fishing destinations, like, you'll find the Northeast um, and all the saltwater. But Beaver Lake in Arkansas will, will be at that, um, be on that list. And then you have a couple lakes here in Oklahoma that they're in. Um, self-reproducing while they're not producing the giants in those bodies um, the numbers are there you'll have great numbers days so you can go out and catch 13 or 14 eight pound fish in a day oh, oh we're i mean yeah that's if if you know the right spots and and you've got the right people i mean you're i know guys are having 40 50 fish days hey now that yeah. sounds, I mean, hor- it, sounds you know, like, horrible yeah, it sucks. Um, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's so hard because we got guys here that are like, yeah, I'm going to fish a size two clouser. I'm like, man, like how about a size, like an eight inch streamer? Like let's let's take it seriously. And they're just, they're totally good with a size two clouser all day. So so uh, that was my next uh, question. What What is the forage base that they're eating, those, those stripers are eating? Is it so, the eight inch okay, stock so, trout or? Yes. So there's a myriad of things, um, in that river, our, uh, the one I mentioned earlier, there, there are stock trout year round in that one. Um, and so I'm, I believe they, they move up there for spawning purposes. I don't think they are moving up there because of, um, the trout specifically. Um, but the forage there would be threadfin, gizzard shad, um, and then our rainbow trout. And then every once in a while, they'll do some browns in there as well. Um, but a, an eight inch stocked rainbow and an eight inch stocked brown are pretty similar looking fish because they have no color. So, yeah, they're all just silver blobs. Yeah, yeah. So, f- silver and white, gray and white flies are pretty much where we live when it comes to that stuff. Hmm. Man, and I, I see you've been on the bucktail kick lately. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer the bucktail flies or do you prefer the, the, uh, what is the chenille game changer style or what, um, what are you looking at? I've bounced around over the years. Um, so I started with bucktail, um, and then left and got into, um, some 
let's see, it's uh, Grasky's uh, Nut Butter. Um, I did a variation on his, which was with craft fur and bucktail. Um, and then I did some mixes of bucktail and marabou. Um, and then I got into game changers with deer belly hair um, and feather changers. Um, and then in the last couple of years, I've, I've done quite a bit of EP flies, just big EP bait fish. Um, and really, the hard part with our stripers, at least in that the specific river that I fish most of the time, I don't believe it's an action thing. I think it's a profile thing. Um, and so you're just, you just want that big profile. Like you just want it to look like a big shad or a big trout, um, instead of it having that dying action or the, the wiggle or, or that cut and hang, whatever, um, whatever kind of action. I, I think the profile is more important in, in those, that scenario. So you just want something that looks like a big gym sock swimming through the water, like a, yeah. away yeah, from the pack. Right. And that's the hard part. Cause you get these guys fishing a size two Klauser and like, man, there's, there's little thread fin in there and there's minnows in there all day. Um, but they're fish, you know, they'll catch 12, 14, 16 inch stripers all day. And they're, they're totally content with it. Like no judgment for me. Um, and then every once in a while they'll stumble into a 20 pounder, but the forage just is not the main forage is not a, not a three inch Klaus Klauser minnow. It's more more like a stock trout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the bait guys down there, they'll they'll I mean they'll fish fourteen inch trout. I mean they'll because we can in Oklahoma, you can fish trout if you catch trout on hook and line. So you can use them as bait if you catch them um, on a rod and reel. Um, and so, so they'll. So are they are they dead sticking the trout or are they keeping them alive in a live well? What that that seems like a Things giant are... colossal pain in the ass. Dude, it is. And you watch <laughs> the guys, I mean, they're just out there with huge surf rods and they just chuck and duck. Um and they'll just some guys will they'll float it through through runs. Um some guys will they'll get big shad or little rainbows and they will um put them under a balloon. Um and then you just wait for the balloon to go down and set the hook. Um, other guys only swear by trout heads, so they'll catch their trout and they'll just cut the head off and only just hook it through the nose and, and fish the head. Um, With... and, and every one of those guys, every one of those uh, options, I guess, if you will, they all produce big fish. So I don't think there's any right or wrong. Um, but it's we tried it one year when we were out there. Um, okay, so back up. The river is a tailwater. Um, a lot of the times we'll fish it at low water, so they're not running, but minimum flow out of the dam. Um, and so you're fishing half the time. You're not fishing more than four feet of water. Um, and so you can see the striper. Like once, once they know you're there, it's game over. Um, but in those low water sections, like, you know, if you're on the water enough and you're floating the whole river, um, you can identify which holes they're going to be in the deeper holes and where they're going to hold in the corners and in the bows, um, and so it's, we, we tried it one year. We, we had a guy with us, one of my, one of my gear buddies, he, uh, we caught a trout on the way down knowing there was this hole coming and we, we chucked the trout out there and it was not five minutes and there were striper checking it out. And were you guys throwing flies beside him? Oh yeah. I'm always fly fishing down there. And, I mean, and you guys had zero interest in the flies when there was a live trout. Well, we were we were probably fifty yards from each other, um, so there was a riffle in between us. So it's not like they were we weren't shoulder to shoulder. Okay, um, you weren't on the same vessel. Well, 
we were we were uh, floating waiting. So we would we would take our kayaks, hop out and fish a hole, fish a run, um, and then go to the next one. Okay. Um, and he'd jump down to the next one, and I'd stayed up above him. Um, but it was it was it was impressive, impressively quick um, for them to notice that trout and be highly highly interested in it. <laughs> I think uh, you know. What I mean, uh, stripers and hybrids that uh, they eat a lot more with their nose than we think they do. You know, yeah. for us, we are well, using flies, so we they don't really use their nose, but they definitely uh, smell things out and use that right. a lot. Well, so the rest of the water that the striper in that river specifically is very clear water because it's coming out of a deep, clear lake. The that tail water flows into the Arkansas River, which is our big river through Oklahoma. Starts in Wichita, Kansas, comes down um, through Tulsa, and then makes its way down towards Fort Smith, Arkansas. Um, and that one is very dirty and very big and very slow. Um, and so I have no doubt that they're using they're using that nose and other key factors um, in the river that we have no understanding of and can't see to the naked eye. Um, but it was just as soon as that trout hit the water, like you're you're waiting, you know, with bated breath, like what's going to happen? How big is the fish going to be? Like how long is it going to take? Um, and it was just, I'll never forget. It was a learning lesson that day. So, is that when you started throwing flies that started looking like stock trout? Oh no no no! That was well after I'd got into the streamer game. That okay. was only a couple of years ago okay. um, when I'd started taking buddies down there with me. Cause it's one of those, like, it's one of those best kept secrets, um, which it's not, but it is cause the striper things in Oklahoma is, is, is not an unknown thing. Um, but fly fishing for them. And some of those locations are more like, eh, I'm not going to take you down this stretch river. Cause I know you'll come back. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> I think it'd be so, a really good friend, right? Right. Exactly. So it, it was taking a buddy down there and he's gone with me a couple times. His biggest so far on a shad live shad was 17 pounds. Um, and so it was, it's always a good time down there. And you, before we, uh, heated the mics up, you'd mentioned catfish is being a target down there yeah we have a couple guys um because of because of some of the rivers but because of the makeup of the river when they're low um you know the fish are congregated in some of those holes um there's one buddy i have in tulsa um he caught one just below keystone lake on the arkansas river um a flathead i think that was 46 pounds um just just a couple weeks ago and was he targeting catfish I, they're just fishing. They're they're mostly targeting striper in the river, but but that was but a, at the right time of the year. I mean, they're catching everything. That was a giant bycatch, uh-huh. <laughs> right? And it's not bycatch you're pissed about either. Like you are, <laughs> you are totally fine with that one. So, uh, giant flatheads like that. Do you take them home and fry them up? Uh, you know, the weird thing is down here, everybody has like. I don't want to say superstitions, but they have their, and I'm sure this is everywhere with every kind of fish. Um, but it's, it's like, Oh no, no. After they get 20 pounds, they're, they're nasty. Like they're totally gross. Okay. Um, but I don't know that for sure. I've never eaten one that big. Um, most of our, that we can, that we can find most often is blue cats. Um, and they're never the big ones. They're, they're maybe, you know, like five to eight pounds. And that, that's like the perfect eating size. Cause it's like, it's a perfect size fillet. So I have no idea if they get, if they get gross when they get big or not. But when they're 
five to eight pounds, they're delicious, right? Yeah, right. I mean, they'll fit on your own plate. Like you get one fish, one fillet per person kind of thing because they're the perfect size. So when them fish, like the the big catfish are in there, are they coming and like aggressively going after flies or do the flies just kind of like get right across their face? <laughs> um, yeah, especially the, you know, there's a couple guides down here that are they're not, not fly fishing guides. Um, they're bait guides that I've been out with buddies. Um, and we've got, we've had discussions. They believe that the blue cats are the most aggressive catfish. Um, but if you go talk to somebody that fishes for flatheads, they totally will, without a doubt, tell you flatheads are the most aggressive catfish. And one of the, the key distinctions for fishing for those guys, um, they only use live bait for flatheads. Um, for, for blue cats, they'll use cut bait, they'll use whatever. Uh, but for flatheads, they swear by live sunfish. They won't use anything else other than live sunfish. Um, and, and so I don't, I don't know. For us, we're all in the same. When we're fly fishing, it's all in the river, um, and it's it's a fishy fish world out there. So it's it's hard to tell on my end of things. So like once they're out of the spawn and they drop back out, are they able to be targeted at that point, or is it kind of? obsolete it depends depends on water level the flatheads are definitely out looking before pre-spawn which we're coming up on here um blue cats will be shallower but i don't know as many guys that are able to find them because they're usually in the lakes catfish flatheads will be into the the rivers a lot more um but but yeah i think it depends more on water level outside of that because then you're you're having to find them and the water level just condenses and limits where they can be. So with the flatheads being more accessible and more easy to find, what kind of flies are you going to throw at them? Are you going to throw like a jigging style fly? Are you going to throw like small murdiches? Are they eating big socks like like you'd throw for the stripers? You know, that's – I don't know that I have a confident answer in that. I would guess it'd still be – because I haven't had enough time – or and I sold I sold my towie last year, um, so I've not I've not actually taken the time for those. I just know guys that are okay. Um, so I don't know what specifically they're using. My guess is they're still fishing something shad pattern because there's no trout in that area. So I'm sure it's just you know big chartreuse white, big gray white, something like that. Like big deceiver flies, right? Just something because because the water's dirty, so it's just something that's going to push some water. Yeah, man. So let's get back to you and not so much your water. When did you start tying flies? Um, you, you started fly fishing at a retreat. When, when did the fly tying bug bite you? Um, so that was, uh, the middle of the summer. And I think it was by that winter, um, that I bought, I started with a Bass Pro, um, fly tying kit, um, and, and just started jumping in there. Um, and it was, it was more of like, I'm, I don't want to buy like a woolly bird is like $3. I can totally, I can totally, I can totally save money buying, you know, the, the same argument we all have in our head. <laughs> yeah. That's BS. <laughs> I can save so much money doing this by myself. Um, and so I started buying material at, at Bass Pro and, in, and that's an hour away. It's not like we have, we have no full service fly shops in Oklahoma. Um, and so you're. The closest one to me, supposedly there's one opening in Oklahoma City here soon, which is two hours away. Past that, the next closest one is like three hours in Missouri and Arkansas. Um, so it was buying 
crappy materials at Bass Pro to try to learn this stuff. Um, and I think that was 2000, 2010, 2011, somewhere right in there. Um, and I jumped off the deep end and I tied the most crappy woolly boogers for years, probably not years, um, just because I didn't know any better. Um, and just kept tying them and kept tying them and kept tying them, tied a bunch of copper johns, tied a bunch of zebra midges, because when you start fly fishing, you know, it's like trout's the only thing. We only fly fish for trout. Um, so I didn't know anything else. Like, yeah. sure, I can catch some farm pond bass out here at Joe Schmo's field um, on a woolly booger, but that's not the same. That's not like they're going to need anything. It doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, it, it was probably around then, 2010, 2011, that I got started in it um, and then quickly got sucked down into the black hole and buying more stuff and buying more tools and buying another vice. And then I broke a vice. I wore one out, and then I bought another vice. Um, and then in 2014, we have a, a – they call themselves a gear shop, um, but they're just a high-end shop in Tulsa. Um they wanted to order some flies and it was actually really funny. I was like, yeah, it's great. Totally. Um, totally fine. Let's do it. And so I set up because I didn't want to order materials at retail cause it's outrageously expensive. Um, so I set up the account, ordered some material from hairline, sent them these flies and they took pictures of the flies for their website upside down and backwards. And it was like, <laughs> all right. So you guys, don't know what you're doing but you know it is what it is so that that like perfectly describes fly fishing in oklahoma for most people at the time they knew as much as you did right yeah well and they're probably <laughs> still there i don't know if they got any better they're an orvis dealer but that's about it yeah man and like you said everyone starts with trout because a river runs through it wasn't about river stripers <laughs> right <laughs> people would be losing their mind yeah. if it was it Shit would be a lot different than it is now. Okay, we had a lady at a yeah. we had a lady at a gear musky show last weekend. Tell us we should watch a river runs through it. <laughs> I, I've seen it, lady. <laughs> That's awesome. I wooed my wife watching that movie. <laughs> That's as far as that movie's gotten me. <laughs> I touched myself to Brad Pitt to that movie. <laughs> no, if you're gonna touch yourself to Brad Pitt, it's gonna be Fight Club. Every Brad Pitt movie for me. It's young Brad Pitt. No, I like the older, more distinguished Brad Pitt. Come on. All right, all right, so, all right. No, sorry, Nick. Sorry. We're, we're going off the rails. <laughs> You're good. So, um, so was that your first time selling flies to the, the gear shop? Yep. In Tulsa? Yep. So now, transitioning... Are you still selling flies? Is uh, Oklahoma Fly Co. still a place where someone can go and buy flies? Oh yeah, um, it's. I have, I've stepped back from that a little bit in the last, I don't know, five or six months. Um, you just kind of get into a lull, and I think everybody does this in tying, but it's worse when you're doing commercial stuff and tying big batches of things. Like you just kind of lose that desire to sit there for hours. Um, and so I like, I think for in 2022, like I have a couple musky, the bucktail stuff I've posted. I have a one, two, three, four, five, six little EP flies for white bass that I've tied sitting here on my desk. 
Um, like I just haven't tied that much because it's just like you need a you need a break, you need a breather to get between some of them. Um, and so I only I only tie per order, um, so I don't keep stock of anything. So unless somebody places an order, unless I'm like promoting that I'm tying flies, people don't order as much, which is kind of nice because I can kind of control the load of what what's coming in and what's going out. Yeah, because this probably isn't your your full time job, correct? Oh yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, fly, fly time doesn't pay the bills for most people. No, no. In fact, I the few guys that do, um, it it baffles me. Like I don't know how you'd want to sit sit here for fifty hours a week. Like fifty, it's <laughs> it's not worth I, it. I'd take fifty. You're you're actually talking. Mark ties <laughs> flies for a living. Right oh, now. dude, I I pity you. Like I don't. <laughs> it's not fun. Like this one just it paid for a boat. Like I bought two boats because of it, and like it pays for the hobby, and I can go buy whatever I want, rod I want because of it. But like I I have no desire to to do this full time. What kind of boats did you buy? I, I know you said um, you sold a towie, right? Yep, I had a towie for a few years, um, and specifically bought that for our stripers. Um, before for generation on the river when they're running water out of the dam you really need a motorboat um to be able to hit those runs over because the fish will just stack up on one side and you you can just run hot laps on that bank um and then i realized that i just wasn't unless you're running a jet unless you you know you're there all the time like it just wasn't worth worth having it i spent more time on my kayak on the river than anything else um so i sold that and i bought a uh Stealthcraft Hooligan XL last October, November. Um, yeah, sometime, sometime last fall. Um, and it's, it's a sweet little raft. It's much different um, than the towie. Um, the wind really sucks in it, but, <laughs> but it's a sweet little raft. Yeah. You can say that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just you, like you – you know it going into it, and then you get it, and you're like, "Hmm, this this thing's a sail." Like, mm-hmm. then you get three full-grown men on it, waving their arms around, fly fishing, and it's just like, "There's no, there's no hope. If there's a wind moving upstream, we're gonna just wait it out." But the towie was better. Well, yes, um, in a sense, because it 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 drafts more than the boat the raft does, because the raft sits on top of the water. A fiberglass boat will sit in the water, so yeah. it drafts more. Um, and the water will help keep it. Like it doesn't get pushed as well as the raft does by the wind. You can um, probably hold it better with oars too. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I have the same oars on each boat, um, and and it's just it's it's a taller boat. The towie is, but because it sits down in the water more, it just doesn't get pushed as easily by the wind. I I guess I'm thinking about my drift boat, which I have a high side Mackenzie style drift uh, boat. Yeah, so you're and gonna get pushed, and it gets pushed no matter what. <laughs> right, but it's right. heavy as fuck, and it has right. none See, of the good the attributes of, of a a raft or a a light towy. <laughs> right, and the the weight helps. The weight helps keep it in place. Like the the tow or the raft is so light, like it's literally like 180 pounds or something ridiculous. Again, just gets pushed all over the place by the wind if there's a strong enough breeze. Yeah, so it has its place. Like it, it literally could float through like two inches of water, but the wind sucks. So, are you floating little creeks and uh, like ditches and stuff for a uh, smallmouth? 
we haven't i haven't added out yet in super small water that's the that's the goal this year um just because because once it got cold you know it's it, there's the smallmouth are not as enjoyable in the winter like trout are fine because they'll be beaten but the smallmouth just hunker down down here because they're just wussies nothing's um, enjoyable in the winter that's fair that's <laughs> fair i mean i don't i got into duck hunting for a while and that was fine in the winter but um so i haven't had it out a ton over the winter yet but i'm really hoping to to really 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 get it abused this year so uh, i want to get a couple of the flies that you tie um sure there's one fly that that I live and die by. Jay is a big fan of. It's called the Murdich minnow. There's three uh-huh. people three people that I think of that tie this fly. Awesome. Jeff Kramer, Eli Brandt, and Nick Williams. How uh, how do you go about tying the Murdich minnow that is sets it apart from everyone else's? Um. Okay. So hold on. Is it? I got. I, I messaged uh, Mike Schultz about this. Is it Murdich or is it Murdick? I don't know the answer to that. See, we've argued back and forth about that down here because everybody says it different. I don't know. Somebody's got to track that down so we can all say the right name. <laughs> I like it being. Nobody I like it. To know. I like it being the Mason Dixon line. You know. There you go. Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, people in the north are going to call it the Murdich, and we'll call it the Murdick down here. Exactly. Um, so, the the. For us down here, the Murdich is a is a white bass fly. Um, I know a couple guys that like it in skinny water for smallmouth um, a lot down here in the summer too. Um, but it probably gets used more for smallmouth down here in Oklahoma and the Ozarks more than anything else. Um, and so for me, it's just trying to keep that profile consistent. Um, to me, it's it's a People will be so upset with me saying this. To me, it's a clouser that's just not inverted um, and has no bucktail. Like, it just doesn't have the wing on it. It just has a, a body on it of the uh, the chenille. Um, so for me, like, some guys don't like it with the mask. I like it with the fish mask on it because it just helps clean it up and finish it really quickly. Um, but other than that, it's, it's a pretty sweet little minnow pattern. Does the mask make it fish any different? I... I was discussing that with somebody just a couple weeks ago. Um, and I don't think so. If anything, I think it helps lighten the head, less weight. Um, but I don't know that it actually makes a difference. I, a couple buddies think it helps add more wiggle to it. And it'll, you know, it shimmies more in the water. I don't know that it actually makes that much of a difference. Uh, but I think not saturating that whole head in glue or epoxy makes a big difference in the weight of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Hmm. Do you have any other, before we go into some of the bigger flies, do you have any other small ones that you you enjoy tying? I know I saw you had a batch of hoppers that was going, um, going somewhere. I actually hate tying hoppers. <laughs> so um, let's promote them some more. Yeah. You know, well, it's just because anytime you get one, like there's a couple guides over on the white because hopper season is a big deal over there. They'll order like six dozen and and it's totally fine. But A, they're not a huge moneymaker. Like it's not like I'm charging $12 a hopper, um, but but they're also just step heavy. Um, 
like you have three pieces of foam and then you've got a wing and then you've got six legs and then you've got the chenille or the, the, the dubbing on the bottom of the side of it. Like there's just so many little steps that to me there, when you have that many, um, like it just grinds my gears to half the time. Like it, I'm forcing myself to sit down and do them. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, at least it, you tie them in purple, so it makes it all look, better. There's, there's well, no way like, I could do flies the, like that. Can't, can't say this on the air, but that's the that's like the secret color is purple. So we will have to bleep that part out. Um, but that's what guys love: the gray, the black, the purple over there. They just love those colors. Um, I don't. I've been over there for opera season only a couple times, so I can't I can't verify that. But there is no hopper that is gray, black, and purple. So. Yeah, when you're... But other than that, small, um, like I have some small EP flies on here for white bass. Um, I really love EPs just because they're so simple. Um, like it's literally three, one, two, three, four stacks of EP fibers, some flash, and you're done. Um, and, and I bullet tie them. So they're, I mean, they're literally indestructible. The eyes glue all the way through the whole compact head, which everything on the whole fly is tied in like a half inch on the hook shank um and then it's all glued it so like literally they're as indestructible as can be for a fly um but they're just when it comes to the profile of a of a shad or a little minnow or something it's so hard to beat you, then you get the translucency of the ep fibers you get the flash of some ice wing or something in there like it's just so hard um to beat these the, these little style flies in this in this style but mostly i don't like fishing or tying small stuff so no um i do yeah. see you uh you do a hell of a knockoff of a D D. yeah the d that is <sighs> tommy lynch is a madman when it came to that pattern it, it's um, not just that my, pattern he's just a madman well that too <laughs> um his latest oh, what was the one he posted last year it was like an hour and a half for him to tie um, it was like a sideways fly, wasn't it? Um, the uh, the jackknife or something like that. Yeah, like it's tied on a Texas rig hook. The head is that one. I haven't even tried it because it's just like why? Like I'm not even gonna. I'm sure it swims ridiculous, but I'm not. I'm not like that's just a practice of insanity. I think. Um, but the D and D is one. Mine's a little bit different than Tommy's. It's probably closer to. Uh, um, Andreas Anderson's uh, Sid fly, okay, um, or his unholy diver. Like the head design is is more close to that, um, but otherwise, it, the fly is just it's it's hard to beat, man. When it's moving in the water and you you just do another little twitch or another little strip and it just jerks the other way and then bends in half and then straightens out, it's hard to beat that thing. Yeah, we have lots of luck with D and Ds around this area. Mm-hmm. What do you guys use them for? Uh, we have one or two rivers around here that have wild trout and then mainly smallmouth. Okay. Okay. See, so what I said earlier about profile for the stripers, uh huh. I have yet to catch a striper on a DND because it's just not, it doesn't have the profile. It doesn't have that vertical shape that a trout or a, a shad will have. And it just is not, it doesn't produce as well. I'm sure it would, um, but it just does not. It, it just is not the same thing. Now, if you go fish it an hour north of that river um, for some smallmouth, you'll catch them all day. Like, they'll inhale that thing. 
I will I will 100% agree with you because we have hybrids, like I said, in the river situation. And uh-huh. the swing and D, I fish up until where we think hybrids are. I take it off and fish something bigger, bulkier, and or smaller and finer. But the swing and D does not – it's not conducive to – the hybrids, I don't think. Yeah, it, it's just, I don't know, it's their trigger point, whatever it is, the DND just doesn't, it doesn't do it. But for smallmouth, man, when it just hangs there, it, it strips and jerks and dives and bobs, and then it just pauses, they'll they'll smash it so hard. Striper are like, nah, nah, so, not too good for that broken thing right there. So I, I bought two D&Ds off of Tommy one time, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm only going to fish these on our trout stream, you know? We did it in the springtime. I caught two smallmouth. I was like, I catch smallmouth fucking anywhere. But <laughs> but I caught smallmouth on the trout stream on D&Ds. Nice. So, nice. Can't argue with that. No, I, I was happy. It it went with my MO. <laughs> yeah. I will say, however, for our white bass season, a little mini D&D. So I'll do one on like a size 2 uh, B10S that I'll bend myself and then a shank for the back. Um, and so it's only three inches, perfect little minnow imitation and the, the white bass will tear it up. Um, and what you're going to tie that all in white. Yeah. I'll tie it just straight white, all white, um, uh, maybe some silver flash in there and the white bass will, but that, the white bass are just eating anything they can get their mouth on. They really don't care. Um, but it's a great little minnow imitation in that size, but anything bigger, it just is, I don't know. It, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Wait. White bass are weird, and do do you harvest the white bass? Oh yeah, yeah. They, they are so good. We we had them last year for the first time through the ice, and they were so good. Really through the ice? Yeah. Oh shoot! See, we'll go. Ours will do a spawn run here in about three weeks, um, and they, man, we'll catch. You could have a hundred fish day easily, because um, they're just stacked up. They'll be below a riffle, and they're just stacked up. Um, but we don't have a limit. Like there's no limit in Oklahoma. Um, Holy shit. Well, because there's, they're literally like, I kid you not, they're in the thousands, if not the tens of thousands in our rivers. Um, and, and so a lot of guys, they'll fish a Murdick or a Clouser cause they, you, you just go buy a cheap one online, you know, wherever, and you'll, you'll tear it up. Like it'll just be a bear hook and you'll switch to a new one. Um, and so sometimes the D and D kind of sucks in that regard because it'll get torn up really quick. Yeah. But but there's no limit. Like I think there was one time we cleaned sixty fish. I think another time we we cleaned forty or fifty. Um, what and, what what's your favorite way to eat the white bass? Uh, I'm 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 a really big fan of just straight fried fish. It's a little, little little bit of lemon juice and some ketchup. See, when we did it, we fried them in panko, and then like we had them in little cubes. So that we got mm. a lot more panko on per filet. Wait, wait, wait. Ketchup? Right. <laughs> Am I the only one that didn't miss the ketchup part? I know, man. I know. I can't. I don't know. I'm not a tartar sauce fan. Not even tartar. Um, you can get a cocktail. I give you that uh, one. I don't know. Or or just plain with just lemon. I'll give you. That's even yeah. good. Just, it's nah, just man, a little vinegar. bit ketchup. The vinegar and the ketchup. I love it. It's. It's. I don't know. But we made we we, we made them into fish tacos. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. We've we've talked about that over and over and over. And then it's just like frying them, and you know, it's just fried fish and some hush puppies. Like it's hard to beat. And it's the time of year that you're supposed to eat fish on Fridays, you know? Right. 
Right. So it just it's not fits. Taco Tuesday. It's Fish Friday. It fits in. Right. Fish and ketchup. Fish and ketchup. Just, <laughs> just try it. Just try. I'll, I'll tell you what. Just try it. Oh, I'm good. No, <laughs> my scrambled eggs. I, some ketchup on some scrambled. Ketchup eggs. and me don't get along. Uh, I like ketchup. Tomato or tomato byproducts, and me don't get along. I mean, I don't eat tomatoes anywhere else other than pizza sauce, but uh, or, or I don't fish. know, man. <laughs> or fish. That's it. That's it. Oh man! So you uh you got some flies featured recently on fly fishing the Ozarks. Um, I'll tell you what I yep. I've tried re- recreating the AK. I I dig that fly a ton. That was yeah. That was that was one of my first a real like. I would say legitimately that was original to me. Um, you know the 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 other two, the slunch donkey and the and the the uh, dirty gertie like. One of those is just a double deceiver and it has a deer hair head. The other one is a double deceiver with some marabou wraps and a deer hair head and some dumbbell eyes. Like they're really not, they're not innovative in any sense. Um, but the AK was something, um, I actually started it. It changed names. What did I call it before? Oh, I called it the samurai or something. Cause in my mind, like it, the shape of the foam was, was a samurai helmet. Like how the top piece goes back farther. I don't know why, but that's what in my mind it was called. Um, like that's part of where the inspiration came from, honestly. Um, but then another, uh, one of my buddies who fishes stripers, like I swear he knows the river and those fish better than anyone else in Oklahoma. Um, he, he ordered some, and he was like, dude, this fish is, this, this is an ass kicking fly. And I was like, that's a great name. We're just going to call it the AK. <laughs> there you go. So that's, that's where it came from. And he, uh, he felt so bad afterwards because he was like, dude, I don't, that's not a, that's not a PC name. Like you, you can't use that. I'm like, well, we'll just call it the AK. Like it, it, nobody will know. As long as you yeah, don't say. It, right, right. As long as you don't, don't uh, go on a podcast that has tens of listeners and tell the story. I will tell those 10 <laughs> people personally to not call it an ass kicker. <laughs> but man, that, that thing looks good. It, it reminds me a lot of a fly that Wink Weary tied with the, uh, mm. The yep. foam over the back, yep. But yep. Your, yours is articulated. It it looks like it. Uh, it's gonna swim a lot better. Yeah. Well, and his is more of a. If I recall off the top of my head, his is more of like a booby fly that it's supposed to wobble in the water. Right? Isn't it wrapped around foam in the head too? It's foam wrapped around foam. Uh, he has two different styles that he does. Ones with okay. lead dumbbell eyes, and ones the style that you're talking about. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So the whole thing with mine, um, it was actually after I started, it was kind of like, ah, I think we could do a style of, of a D and D with the foam is kind of where it came from with the angle of the foam on the back. Um, and it doesn't do that at all, but the one thing that the foam does, so the, the foam and the lead belt, the lead dumbbell eyes, um, both play a role in keeling. Um, but then you also have the, the neutral buoyancy. If you can balance it right and get the right. So I'm always using medium dumbbell eyes. And then if you get the right amount of foam and the right thickness of foam, the buoyancy will almost be neutral. You'll almost have a fly that'll just hang. Now, sometimes it might drift up, it might drift down. Um, but the thing that I did not expect was how quickly and how hard it stops because of the drag of the head. 
Um, and so when you strip it, man, the thing just dies. After you you hit that strip, the thing stops. Um, and all that, because it's just marabou. That's all that's in it. Some marabou and some polar chenille. The thing just moves the whole time. Man. So, so is, is that what you were looking for? For it to die? Well, that that side of it was an accident. I didn't expect it to do that. I was hoping it would dive more. And then I fished it and I was like, that's freaking cool. Like the literally the thing just hung there in the water. Um and so then I started playing with it more and I made for my my buddy Jeff that that inadvertently chose the name. We made some unweighted versions so that they'd stay higher in the column. We did some with heavier dumbbell eyes. Um we did some with bucktail so they didn't slim down as much. Um and so it really it, all the material choices just changing the profile, but the head choice and the weight balance uh, really is what changed the action and where it would ride in the water column. Okay. And are you just using regular craft store foam? Is that something anyone can go, go and get or are you going? Yeah, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you have Hobby Lobby up there. We do. Or Michael, <laughs> but that's what, that's where I get mine. Okay. It's the best of materials. Well, and it's, I mean, you can go order it from a fly shop or get it online somewhere from a fly shop, but you're going to pay like $12 for a three by three piece of phone. Yeah. Like, you're going to pay fly shop prices. Right. You go to Hobby Lobby and you can buy like 10 inch piece of foam, like 20 of them for like six bucks and in any color. Yeah. We, we had a local fly shop or a local craft store go out of business. So I went and bought a shit ton of, uh, sheets of foam. Nice. I think they're like 98 cents a piece. I can't beat that. No, man. <laughs> for that and for uh, for hopper season also. Yeah, it doesn't go bad. I mean, you could use it in 10 years. <laughs> exactly. You're not paying rent on foam that you have. No. Put it in a drawer, put it in a bag, you're done. So, Nick, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you would like to? Um, no, not not a ton. Um, man, I just tie flies and enjoy fishing is, is where I'm at. So yeah, man, that's where we're at as well. So, uh, the we'll, world would be a simpler place if people would just get with the program. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> Thank if, you. If everyone could get on our mindset. Exactly. Just tie flies and shut up. <laughs> yeah. And shut up. Get, get the fuck off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. So. Yeah, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh, for your time on a Sunday night. It's uh, it's thoroughly been enjoyable. Awesome. It was a pleasure to be here. Hey, thanks so much, buddy. Thanks, guys. Better the first one. I agree. Yeah, I much agree. better. Since you guys don't have podcast etiquette. This is Men Without Hats. We're not in the opening. <laughs> this is the talk-through song part. <laughs> yeah. Do we want? We do whatever. There are no rules. 
I, 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 I've told you you're the boss, and you're like, I'm not the boss. Well, if you're not the boss, I'll talk when the fuck I want to if, if the mics are on. No rules. After the guest, there's no there's rules. There's only one rule, and you broke that rule already. What We've got to have all of our clothes on. I've taken a picture of you naked sitting in that chair before. Uh, yeah, I'll be naked tonight if you want me to. No, that's what I said. There's only one fucking rule. We gotta keep our clothes on. I have no, I have no qualms with being naked. Other than that, there are no rules. Like, you say go, I'm ready. Can I please so be naked? That's not a rule, but I can't talk through the song. It's men without hats. Oh, jeez. Better watch. You won't be able to hats. lift your head up soon. <laughs> Too busy sucking Chad's wiener. Speaking of wieners, oh jeez. Uh, the biggest thing that's hitting the SVS like. Group has been Wiener Burn Ends. Oh, yeah. I made yeah. them the other day, and then Pat made them today. I'll tell you what, Wiener yeah. Burn Ends are where it's at, man. If you can go to like Aldi's, let's say, and buy a cheap pack of party wieners, like the, the small wieners, for two and a half bucks, and just smoke them with a bunch of seasoning on them. And then put them in some barbecue sauce and do them like burn ends, like you would burn ends. They are so freaking good. <laughs> that. that sounds awesome. I've had some fucking stomach issues. I, so, I know. So I've you had to drink be, beer with I've, us on Tuesday. I had to be on this diet, and I've totally broke it. I, now that I've found that I don't think it's anything too life threatening. It's not cancer. Yeah, it's not life threatening. Serious, I don't think. So far from all the testing. Seems everything seems pretty normal. From testing, do they say you're gay? <laughs> yeah, they found out. They're like, "Oh, dude, you're definitely not right. Yeah, uh, that wife of yours is definitely a cover up. <laughs> she's, de- she's definitely a beard, yeah, or she has a wiener. <laughs> we, we we've reengaged your anus. She's definitely not for you. <laughs> but oh, dude, it's been awful, man. They took my bread away. They took everything away, and I just I don't know. I I, I had to break down. It's cookie season, dude. It's it's Girl Scout cookie season. My. Gr- Daughter's a Girl Scout. There's like fucking 12 boxes of Thin Mints sitting over there. I ate a whole box of Samoas. Then I started pounding beers again like I was. And oh, man, I'm... Fuck. Jeez. Stomach's all fucked up. But I'll be all right. Right back. Doctor, yeah, tells me he's a scope. Jay rolls over. <laughs> but we have... I got to go uh, meet with you. somebody else yet. So we got we got a little more testing. And we'll be right back. They're going to definitely confirm that you're... Not straight. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ring gauge. Hey, hey, definitely like, proves hey, it. I can't even feel it there with two fingers. Two fingers. And, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> most, most Masonites and, or Mason laborers, I can barely fit my pinky up there. But for you, Jay, I fit three fingers. What's wrong? <laughs> so did it change anything after you started the diet? Did it get better? Yeah. Yeah. Did it get go back again after you yeah. started? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely something there. Yeah. So it's probably like, yeah, I got to just stick with the diet for a while. But so it's like gluten-free everything. It's 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 tough, man. They make gluten-free beer. Uh, yeah. I to, but I it tastes know. like shit. I think I'm just going to switch to like gin. Mm. <laughs> just bring a go. bottle of gin here with some... You know, tonic water or something would be you, fine, or a Sprite. Or you're gonna get a big red nose, like fucking Rudolph. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> they said my liver function was really good, so we're, I can I can hammer on that bitch for a little while, <laughs> as long as it helps my stomach out. It doesn't happen it overnight. Probably, it probably won't. All right, liver, we're gonna lean on you here for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need you to take over. <laughs> uh, 
Because I, I know the bourbon didn't do me very well the one no, day. You didn't. And the, it, it messed you up? Yeah, it. bad. As after a tying night. Well, you only had a, a swallow of it. I had Malort. Good, Malort would no. be good for you. Yeah, yeah, I bet it would. <laughs> I would have been doubled over worse than I was after that. Yeah, what is it? Worm, wormwood is not gluten free. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, man. But it's been all right. So, um,. My stepdad, Bruce, is on a snowmobile trip right now to yeah, the I know. UP. Yeah, working by myself this week. So I've been messaging with uh, Zach Buchanan mm-hmm. up until this just to get snow reports for Bruce because he's in Mayberry and Bruce is just like the next town up. Oh, still yeah, got yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, they had uh, four feet yesterday Ooh. and Bruce messaged me and said it was eight degrees. But Zach says it's supposed to get up in the 40s and 50s next week. Or this week coming. So, um, you can't help that. It's Mother Nature. But it's nice to have a contact via the podcast. You know what I mean? It's cool to have. One like, of our homies. Yeah. What do you mean? A homie. Relations with yeah. people that we've met via this stupid Sunday evening bullshitting. What was it? Just a few weeks ago, he was sitting to the left of us. He was. Or the left of me, I guess it'd be. He'd be the right of me. Yeah. <laughs> Lost <laughs> my beer already. I'm reaching back for beers. <laughs> so, so my wife and I were in uh, the Walmart in Edinburgh the day we went um, snowboarding. Yeah. And this song was on. Oh, nice. And she's like, I was singing, King of Wishful Thing. What do you know about this song? Actually, this song was made before you were born. I think both of us. No. Or this, you, or you, well. Before she was born, I, I might have been two. Okay. This is like a mid-80s. Is it? Go West. Oh, okay. Going West. So. I saw every song sound uh, every song that sounds like that. I think it's Michael McDonald. Yeah, <laughs> I would just think it's Michael McDonald. <laughs> like, that's probably Michael McDonald, man. Your default, Michael McDonald. Yeah, Michael McDonald, or, or close enough. And don't get me wrong, I love me some Michael McDonald. Oh, me too. <laughs> I love some eighty shit, man. She just doesn't get it. Uh, we watched Reacher the other day. If you guys are looking for something to do while there's still four inches of snow in March. Reacher on Amazon Prime is where it's at. Series or movie? Or? It's a series. It's Seven. a big, like, blonde dude. Big old buff that blonde so dude. So if, if you guys have ever watched Blue Mountain State, he's Thad Castle. He's, like, the shithead college quarterback in Blue Mountain State. But in Reacher, he's, like, super buff and super big, and he's a giant. Um, you they, watch a lot of fucking shows, Chad. I do. Jesus. I watch shows while I fold laundry. I watch shows while I tie flies. I watch shows while my wife has shingles. I watch a lot of shows. <laughs> I almost made Mark choke right there. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, shingles. I would rather watch shows than watch a movie. I would rather watch seven one-hour shows than one three-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about college basketball. Basketball games in college only last two hours. You can get a game over in two hours, man. It's that's great. You can get it at seven o'clock. You're done by nine. Boom, you're in bed. Yeah, but the, the, you're Still not get, you're you're not worrying if you can see the cheerleaders' booby. Like what streaming service has it? 
You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Amazon Prime, you might see the Cheerleaders movie, but Netflix, you definitely won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it depends on the series you watch. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, on sure, <laughs> sure. Who makes this? Sure. What what streaming service? Yeah, makes? if I watch it on <laughs> Fox Sports Net, you never know. You might get an upskirt, you know what I mean? Or, uh, yeah, but, you know, if you watch it on ESPN, there's definitely not going to be that. No, absolutely. No. And they would, like, strictly, like, denounce any upskirts. Yeah, definitely. As <laughs> Chad guzzles a beer. Uh, so I went skating on Friday night. I'm getting old, man. Was this before or after the... Friday night we went skating. It was just me and Ernie and our buddy Todd. And uh, Saturday was the hot hot peanut challenge. Okay. And that was in the basement? It, on the skate ramp. Both of them were in the basement? Yes. Cool. So I called you Friday to see if you wanted to come skating with us. Did I answer? No, you ignored me after one ring. Oh, I probably was in the shop or something and didn't get it. Yeah, you ignored me. I didn't ignore see how, you. See how it goes? I wouldn't ignore you. I know. Friday? So you didn't get to come skating. I didn't do shit. <laughs> I have probably broke my ankle anyway. I I did. I broke my heel. I fucking sl- I took a my major slam, hit my heel on the ground. My wife bought me these shitty ass etnies for Christmas. So I, like, I gotta wear them. I gotta wear my etnies skating. I'm back to Asics. Back to the dad shoes. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> need your dad and uh, your New Balance support, man. Your eight, I like the Asics, too. Yeah. If I'm not in a pair of New Balances, I'm in a pair of Asics, right? Yeah. And know what dads wear? Absolutely. And like I said. Or, or you wear the, like, my dad wears, like, the real true Nike 70 whatever three, like. <laughs> the all white. white with all the white. white with the blue <laughs> swoosh. Like, that's it. Like, that's all he wears. You know what I mean? But, hey, hey, hey. He's, he's like, 70 fucking or 60 years old. I went with whatever has, like, the mesh. Like, the whole, like, the real thin through, like, light ones. This one's Adidas. So, Bruce asked me to, uh. He's like, oh, I got a couple lights on the trailer. Can you fix them before we, uh. Before we go on the snowmobile trip, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come over. Heard about that. And I was in my sneakers. I was like, God, I didn't think about changing my boots. My feet were so fucking wet, and they were wet the next day when I went to go to work. I was like, ah, there's nothing worse than putting on a wet pair of shoes to go to work to put on dry boots. So my socks, when I got home from work, stunk so bad because they started the day off wet. Yeah, I'm ready to put the muck boots away. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm um, ready. I, I do dig the muck boots for April, May mushroom hunting yeah. because you can wrap them around yeah. your you can wrap them around your pants and it's hard for the ticks to get in. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I want the muck boots to go by the wayside, man. Oh, that uh, sucks. I went yeah. to get the boat prep today and had to shovel it out. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. I got well, a lot more than I thought. Oh, yeah, like an inch. We got like four inches yeah. last night. Oh, yeah. Like our ground got like what my wife gets on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Hard. Yeah. F- fully tumescent. <laughs> but so what, uh, what do you have left to do to get your boat ready for the season? Take it out now. It's it's ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to roll. 
Yep. We were going to go tomorrow, but with the weather, just wait and go Tuesday. I'm kind of worried that there may be still a thin sheet of ice in the in the bay. Because that lake has done that to you and me before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bay will get, get iced up. But it's supposed to be in the 50s all day tomorrow and then rest of the week. Yeah, it's supposed to get real nice. It seems like it's going to stay nice there for quite a while, even a week after that. Not anything like it was last night. Like, we had teens last night. It was yesterday. It was freezing cold. It was terrible. We had, man, I'm working at my cousin's house, and all of it was in the cold. It was in the garage, building railings and doing railings for this house he's buying, you know. And, man, just freezing, freezing. His wife was trying to paint this little bit of chip paint, like, that's on, like, the uh, doors that is on the outside, like, and it, it just paint was just freezing, and it would just chip right away to oh. it. Like, I'm like, oh, ah, yeah, paint's not gonna hold there for long. No, and it, it sucks they have to do it right now, just to you know, appease. appease, you know what I mean? And it's like, man, just give them, you know, t- there should be like a contingency. They'll come back in two weeks, and you can get your house, but you know what I mean. You That's just gotta do the several fucking things. Just not how it works. I know, I know, I understand. I had to change all these G G C F I whatever's and uh, what a pain in the sack. But it, hey, hey, you should call. All I did was sit on the couch and watch Jack Reacher all day. I should have called. My dad was there with me to argue, and I won't argue with him, man. I just said, yes, Jay, yes, him, yes, him, <laughs> yes, him. <laughs> yes, it's pretty much you know, but uh. Yeah, uh, Just tell you, Dad, I'm your boss now, motherfucker. <laughs> Putting in tap cons because in the you know garage it was uh, concrete or it was actually concrete poured wall. It wasn't even block. It wasn't block. Yeah, so that's that, pretty impressive. It, yeah, yeah, it, it looked like they put like uh, plywood up there because you could see where like the concrete like bowed it, you know, and pushed on whatever they had there. It was probably even just quarter inch plywood or some shit, and they just yeah. bowed it out, but. For their stairwell. But, hey, hammer drill, Capcom right through, and railings, and hell yeah. That's the Hopefully na- he gets there in his house so we can uh, set up uh, a smoke shop. Hell yeah, man. I've been waiting to burn a... For I smoking bur- food. I burned a cigar the other day, and I've been waiting to do one another one. I wanted to smoke a cigar yesterday, at it, but I didn't go outside. This cold weather is what hinders my cigar smoking. Oh, I meant uh, <laughs> I meant smoking food. Yeah, we'll do that. Set up too. his garage. <laughs> Set up his garage for I, to be a smoke place. When you said smoke shop, I was thinking something totally different. No, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I meant set his garage up, his extra garage up to be, you know, like a pit. Yeah, exactly. The out- outdoor barbecue shack. Yes. Dig it. I'm telling you with video. We can. Yeah. We could be the next Malcolm Reed. Yeah, this is how it's gonna work. Shane O'Toole will be the next Malcolm Reed. Yep. You heard it here first. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna start selling rubs and shit. And by yeah. rubs, Jay means he's gonna beat off. Yeah. <laughs> on, on video. <laughs> Why do you think the you what do you think no, the cameras are gonna be? It's there? not video, it's White gonna be sauce. like only or OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. On video for OnlyFans. But in that room. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe food smoking in the background. Yeah, you'll have smoke for ambiance, yeah, yeah. but you'll still just be full hard. Exactly. <laughs> Putting your mushroom yeah. head against the camera lens. A little hard. Maybe a little hard. Just be leather. Not full, it'd be a little. Leather. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucked up, man. Jeez, why would you even laugh well, at that? Because uh, I'm fucked up. 
So what, we got two weeks of archery left? Yeah, archery's been fun. It has. Have you enjoyed it as much as... Where's the standings? We're not in in last. My team was in third going into last week. And you're not in last. You're one up from last? No, we're like, probably like... What, how many teams are there? I think eight. We're probably in fourth or fifth then. We're, we're As long as we beat Jay and Timmy, that's all that matters. Hey. Because Bruce is a Bruce is a, like an original team. We we have to Is he gonna shoot this week then? No, he's not shooting. He's fucking us. <laughs> so Adam and Johnny and I have he's to He's very pick it good up. though. Bruce. Bruce is very good. So, did you hear the story? <clears throat> that, oh yeah. Did you hear the story that happened last week? Yeah. With little Glennie. Yeah. So little Glennie, his dad, Big Glenn, had the the record for the highest score ever on archery league on animal animal targets, which is a four seventy eight. Yeah, a four eighty is perfect. Four eighty is perfect. That means he dropped one arrow out of a ten ring on sixteen targets. And these are, these are, dude, this squirrel, I don't know how, like, you even see this squirrel. There, there's a lot of hard targets. So, little Glenny tied his dad, Big Glenny, 478 last week. And Big Glenn was butthurt. Like, oh, he was heartbroken. He was heartbroken. He was sour, man. He was. It was like, like, he's like, I had a lot of records. This is the last one I had. And, uh, it was my claim claim to fame. He was like, it's my only claim to fame. And now my son broke it. What? What? what he do tied I, it. What do I have left to, to live for? <laughs> he, he was like, oh, wow. yeah. He was suicidal. Oh, yeah. He was definitely <laughs> not right. If Big Glenn comes to archery this week, I'm going to be surprised. Yeah. Jeez. Hung himself with a. Uh, <laughs> I, he might He might have tried beating off and just went too, a little too far. <laughs> he didn't put a piece of lemon in his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a bowstring. Yeah. You're fucked up, Jack. <laughs> well, come on. That so makes sense. Bruce, no, awesome guys, though. Bruce asked. Hella fucking, hella archery shooters. Like, there are some really, really good shooters. I'm not one of them. But yeah. There are some great guys out there that we're shooting with. And they're all pretty cool. So, Bruce. Your boss, my stepdad, asked me, he's like, hey, I'm at a client's house, and they asked how they can listen to the podcast. I messaged make sure these are good clients and they don't get offended easily. Because oh, we, I know, we, no. We, we talk about stuff like we just talked about right now. He's a really, really <laughs> cool dude. Really cool dude. I, I, I'd like to have him out on the boat this year sometime. I said Bruce think we're gonna the link. Probably try to have him out there. It comes... Likes to chop fish, goes up steelhead, wants to try, you know, stripping some streamers for some stuff. So, good deal, man. Yeah. So, well, awesome client. We put we put in a really really super cool couple uh, bathrooms and a kitchen for them. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's real nice stuff. And they're they're not going to be offended, but. By the stupid shit that comes out of this mouth hole. No, I hope okay. not. If, if, <laughs> if he listens to this one, his. Man, his 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 wife was a was a very particular. She she wanted things the way she wanted them. Uh-huh. But we, I mean, very you know satisfied when we were all done. But you know, <laughs> it was funny because he was standing. I don't want to go too far. Everybody's gonna listen. Anyway, you know, I guess I heard he was. Sta- I wasn't there. I but I heard he was standing there, 
And, you know, he's like, he just felt like, you know, he's one of a guy like us, you know, what the, the, the tile on the wall doesn't matter to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm not so as concerned, you know, wife's more concerned, you know, he's like, it's not going to work. It's not gonna work. <laughs> like, like that's not my tile. Like, and then you know, and, and she got what she wanted. You know, in the end, and, and it was all great, and it was all it was perfect. But and it looked perfect. Yeah, and everything was awesome. And but you know, he just seemed like I guess a real lay. He's a real laid back guy. He was a little more the you know, hey, you know, whatever kind of guy. Hey, it's cool. You know, cool things. Cool. I'm just, I'm just real- gonna beat off and drop loads on this tile yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm, having, I'm, I'm just having fun here yeah and like, but yeah so but everything turned out perfect there but yeah he's a great guy uh jesus snorted into my <laughs> <laughs> i've never done that yeah. good dude i'm gonna get him out there on the boat so speaking of snorting and making funny noises mark you had a funny story about last week when we slept in the same bedroom about, oh my about god my Dude. Did you gag him with the CPAP? No, I didn't even have to. Like, I, first thing is, is you walk in and like, the bed's to the left, and then straight ahead's the air mattress, and all you see is Chad like a mummy. He's completely covered. Well, because my CPAP covers my whole mouth and face, so I don't need fresh air. So, so first off, I'm already, <laughs> I'm already laughing at this point because I'm not used to seeing a person sleeping like completely submerged in the sheets. <laughs> So as I'm laying there, he's like hammered enough that like he's trying to snore, and then every once in a while you hear like this little bit of a snore, and then all of a sudden he'd like the CPAP machine would just go off and, <laughs> and then it was just and then it would like peter back down like <laughs> Mark said it was hitting a rev limiter. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like I'm laying there just laughing. Uh you probably a good half dozen times, you're like trying to snore, and this thing just it just hits the rev limiter, pushing air back into you. You're trying to snore, it's like forcing air down your fucking throat. Like, Sorry, fuck was you, Jason, fat you. Ass. fuck you, fat ass. <laughs> 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 We're gonna fix your fucking snoring ass. Sheesh. Uh, I had enough CPAP machine, high blood pressure. What else are you gonna do to try to kill yourself, Chad? You're 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 like smoking cigarettes away from a heart attack. <laughs> I had enough beer that weekend. Stop smoking cigars. I didn't know. I just started smoking cigars. <laughs> yeah, that's what's gonna be. That's what, between all the between all the so, smoked food and now now carcinogens going through your lungs, man. Come on, you're gonna kill yourself. So Thursday, I think it was Thursday. You might I was well smoke a vape pen. You're better off. I was throwing balls to my boy while he was hitting balls. And I was smoking a cigar while I was doing it. I look like fucking Babe Ruth <laughs> <laughs> throwing baseballs for my boy. And you're probably eating a hot dog in the other hand like he did. He hit one back at me. Almost hit me in the face. I was like, oh. He's like, Dad, I almost got you. <laughs> but. Yeah, you guys took the uh, you took the upper deck off that case before the show was over Saturday. I took the bottom off of it after the show was over. Yeah. It was an empty box by the time we went to bed. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Man, it was did well. Sun Sunday sucked. Sunday really sucked. I'm glad my wife and son went to Erie with my family. You were dead when we got back. Y'all, I I was not in a good situation. (laughs) If they were in, if they were home, I would have not been in a good situation at all. But I I why? Because your wife would have been. They would have wanted me to play and do things, and I was just in the situation to lay on the couch and be a fat dump of lard. 
You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> sure. Oh, absolutely. We figure we got up. What? I picked you up at six. You picked me up at six. You got I woke up, up at, at four. And we didn't go to bed until one. And he started drinking at seven. No. Seven a.m. It yeah, wasn't usual. It, it wasn't even. I think I think it was six thirty. It, it was on the ride down. Mm-hmm. So. So you went from seven to one. And with no water. No, I did have some water at Raz's house. <laughs> I had some water. I, I was chugging water out of his canteen. I, I don't know if he knew it or not, <laughs> but it was empty when he went to grab it next. <laughs> uh, that that was the hardest part. They said, hey, Dawn's coming at nine. I said, nine is seven. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> we found another gear. Yeah. We found another gear. And uh, Ben, Ben and I, we laughed so hard. Oh my god, you did! <laughs> Is that the, the sword or the stars? I don't remember what we were talking about, but yeah. we—I remember oh, we yeah. laughed hard. It was good. So that—that's half the fun of these shows—is meeting the dudes that you haven't seen for quite a while. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. And so. Uncle Don and Raz are the coolest dudes ever. Oh yeah. If I could fish with Don more, I would fish with Don more. Looking forward to fishing with him Tuesday. Yeah. Are you guys taking your raft or his drifter or my aluminum boat? Your aluminum, your tinny. Mm-hmm. Run the trolling motor. Cool, cool. That way both people can fish. Good deal. Yeah, so. That'd be nice. Yeah, Gearman Steve was fun to talk to too. Uh, we're gonna have him on as a guest too. I got I gotta hash out some dates with him. I we got like four people in the works we just gotta hash out dates with. But as of right now, we have no guests for next weekend. <laughs> so we're going to see what's going on. Yeah, and we'll have a lot of fishing talk regardless. Come Coming into April, I'm going to be out of town for two weekends. So I hope you guys are either going to... Well, let us know the dates and we'll figure stuff out. Not do it or do it by yourselves. So uh, let me know. It's not a big deal either way. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Because uh, <clears throat> I'm going... First week of trout, I'm going to Johnny Lark's camp, and then, what's it called? April 20th weekend, I'm going to Nashville. Tennessee, yeah. So, when are we going to Nashville again, Jay? We're not going to Nashville. We're going to Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, we are going sometime in July. It'll July? be like mid-July. Okay. Uh, I think like 13th or something like that of sorts. Okay. Just so I know. Yeah, man. Not My sure wife's told me like a, four times, but I'm not I, sure we're gonna take a boat down or not. So we gotta take something down. Yeah, I know. We gotta take something. Me, you, pops, because. So, me. your brother, your brother-in-law, and I are going shed hunting next week. Yeah, thanks for thanks for the. I tried calling you on Friday to see if you want to go. So, would you like to go on next weekend? Ah, uh, he asked me already, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm gonna go or not. You're indifferent. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Might have to get some shit done at the house. Because I know if I don't uh, keep the Benford out at the house and, you know, and I got some stuff done. and But I, if I don't keep it going, I'm not going to get it done in time. for. And fishing season's going to get hot. You know, we're opening up into where fishing season really starts to get good. You get a lot of pre-spawn fishing, whether it be... I'm trying you know, not to fish every single day right now just so I can keep up with flies. Speaking that's, of... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you want to kind of give your days up now to... The only reason I'm not going to go tomorrow is because so of I don't this know right how now. this is all going to work. Speaking but. of fishing season getting good, 
if you guys want to book trips with Smallmouth or Muskie, hit up our Urban Fly Company at urbanflycompany.com. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Should have done a Muskie Friday. So they're starting up. And Smallmouth, right, right around the corner. Yeah. yeah. Get you Come guys out rolling. As soon as... As soon as the rivers get floatable levels, we'll start catching fish. You can come hear Chad's stories all day. Oh yeah, man! I'll tell you story. I'll tell you stories about everything you want to hear about. Do you unplug that thing? I unplug. You broke it. I unplug my headphones, <laughs> which is weird if you're not hearing yourself talk. Does it sound more <laughs> stupid when it's coming through your head? <laughs> no, it. It just sounds like uh, everyone that's gonna fish with me this year. They're starting to. Go like this. You see that? You got like that angle to them now. <laughs> the head? Yeah, the the headphones. Oh they yeah. They don't have like the bow down. They're pressing. Oh, you yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely. Your big fat cheeks. You're getting in the way here, Chad. I'm I'm getting a big pie face now. Yeah. <laughs> a big rosy pie face. Cause you drank a whole bottle of wine over there. I did drink a whole bottle of wine. It was delicious too. <laughs> what was it? Uh, I don't yeah, know. It was from Aldi's. Oh, <laughs> you're over Ohio. Yeah, I pass all these every day my my way home from oh, work. Oh, yeah. So uh, I got some bourbon barrel aged Cabernet Sauvignon. It was awesome. Huh, nice. But so, uh, do we have anything else we hit on, guys? Nah, man. All right. Well, uh, just you know, get your kids out there. Get your kids out there if you can get kids out there. You know, first day uh, the uh, mentored youth days. Um, the 26th of this month. Uh, I know Chad and I are going to have our kids out there having a good time. It's light. It's still yeah. light. We're leaving. Yeah, it's going to be light. 20 yeah. to 8. It's a light out. You got, yeah. you got time to go after work now. Hell yeah. Absolutely, bud. That's, it's like, that's a start. Getting them after work sessions in. So. Oh, playing out your speaker. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, a- getting into then, then that roll, that little bit of trout rolls right into, uh, you know, just... Uh, our hybrids and our buddies will be back soon for us to be do our after work trips and we'll be uh right now prime piking. Yeah, for sure. I told Jay, this year all I want to do is explore. I don't care if we I catch three fish. I want to find new waters where we can go and catch fish. Yeah, there's a couple of places that I've been I've been talking to people about too. We even for years now and I just haven't been on enough and I need to really just go put the time in a few weeks and like I said, I you know. I order parts a lot at work, and I'm on hold. So anytime I'm on hold, I do the Google Maps, and I you send them to me. Yeah, <laughs> I got a I got a whole spreadsheet now uh-huh. at work. Nice. <laughs> it's the lamest thing in the world. No, and you it, send them to me. It's fine. Huh? I like to have them in the bank. Yeah. So I have that spreadsheet, and uh, like I said, it's going to be good for different times of the year when rivers are doing different things, like a. Uh, Tailwaters, yes. like our river, it's going to do one thing, but the other river that we're talking about is going to be doing something totally different because it's not tailwater. Yes. You know, there's not damn, not damn fluctuated. Not a goddamn. It's not a goddamn. Yeah. So. But tonight's show brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-Rex Hooks. Find me at A-Rexhooks.com. Sims Fishing. SimsFishing.com. Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. And if you're looking to invest some money, go check out Michael at Down to Earth Wealth Management.
Our buddy Ryan, Queen City Guiding, queencityguiding.com. Hit up our guests from tonight at Oklahoma Fly Company, or Oklahoma Fly Co. So, Nick Williams, check him out, bud. Talk to you later. Are we supposed to be yelling stuff like Yeti? Yeti. Taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DRE. It ain't nothing but Mohawk shit. Another classic CD for y'all to vibe with. Whether you're cooling on the corner with your fly bitch. Lay back in the shack. Play this track. Brady's back. For the gangsters all across the world. Seriously. Brady's back. Brady's 